0: This is Pileader. Today is July 19th, 2022. I am here with co-host Carchell Payne, and we are talking to Eric Edwards. Eric, it's nice to see you.
1: Hey, thanks. (laughs) I'm still around, by the way.
0: (laughs) Awesome.
1: I haven't kicked the bucket yet.
0: Well, I actually don't know much about Eric Edwards, but I'm sure Carchell Payne knows. so I guess to begin, for some of us who don't know who you are, what are you about and what's your career?
1: Well, uh, I was a, uh, an adult film star for decades, actually four decades. And in fact, I think they called me the first and only four decade performer. I started in 1969 um, doing early loops like with uh, Linda Lovelace of Deep Throat fame. Um, And uh, she would call me and get me more jobs um, back in those early days because I was a a legit actor. I was trained at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York uh, under a full scholarship from ABC TV, uh, which was awarded to me after auditioning 24,000 people across the country. So it was quite the honor for me to accept this and go to New York and study acting. Uh, but then my, my career snowballed and, and I got off into uh, adult films and, uh, and stuff like that. And, um, it, it took me all around the world and everything like that. So I, I was having a, a, a blast, but after, uh, I started, uh, like I said, I was the first and only four decade performer. Lord knows how I survived, but I did. And, um, uh, and here I am today, um, 76 years old, retired and, uh, talking to you guys I mean yeah so what
2: was your childhood like like there's always this stereotype in the industry that oh you know people with uh, who do porn have terrible childhoods but I know you had a great childhood right
1: yeah no I I did I had a, I had a very good child a lonely childhood but um uh because I was an only uh, child and my parents moved around quite a bit uh, uh, because of my father's business. And um, so I was, I was kind of a loner uh, until I got that scholarship to go to New York. Um, so, and, you know, I've, I, I was also just kind of shy. Uh, go figure that one out. A shy guy uh, in an adult film, uh, you know, taking off all his clothes and everything like that. Um, It doesn't make much sense, but uh, I was one of the first back in 1969. There were very few of us, uh, just a a handful uh, of uh, people who would do these loops and uh, they, were, they were fun. They were quick, black and white uh, at that time. Uh, maybe a couple of hours shooting, and, uh, and then you're paid. And you go home, and, and uh, Linda Lovelace would uh, call me and say, hey, you want to do another one? You know, we did okay to, together. You want to do another one? And I say, sure, why not? We The guys would get 40 bucks back then, and the girls got 50, and I couldn't understand why they got $10 more than I did because I was doing most of the work. But, uh, yeah, those were crazy days. But you know what? They were wonderful days, too. Our country was uh, uh, very behind in its uh, sexuality and growing up and accepting, uh, uh, well, just just the whole sexual revolution, which I discovered that Europe was uh, actually way ahead of us at the time whenever I got a job to shoot across the ocean there in France and Germany and Sweden and, and I learned that uh, that we were kind of behind the times, but we caught up eventually.
2: Yeah, so I wanted to ask, like, I know that you were involved with the, I guess you could say the counterculture, but you weren't technically a hippie. So what I wanted to ask was, you know, they say people who have psychedelic experiences, like they become more open or, you know, like have a spiritual experience. Like, did LSD, like, did that um, help open up your sexuality a little bit more or make you a more open person?
1: Very much so. Um, yeah, uh, in fact, I used to trip almost every weekend, if you wanna call it tripping, but um, <clears throat> it, it became kind of a, uh, well, it, it was a thing back then. Uh, I, it's it's difficult to explain trips to anybody who's never really done it before, but it's a total awareness of everything around you and, and a magnification of everything around you that, that, that you'll never, ever, ever forget. Um, but as far as sexual uh, experiences on acid goes, it was the greatest. I mean... You can't even explain how, how really good it is. It magnifies every single feeling. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun, I must say.
2: Yeah, but you know, some people weren't you know like careful, you know, like uh, uh, Robert Crump said his mind ended up muddled for a year because he did acid way too much. Like he, he kind of got paranoid
1: Paranoia is, is something that uh, can happen. In fact, I got kind of paranoid on one of my trips uh, where I got lost in my own apartment building and I couldn't find my own apartment. And it was kind of scary. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I never had a bad experience with it. it in fact, it was uh, very, very enjoyable. And, like I said, sex on it was yeah, whoa wonderful.
2: I mean, yeah, you're one of the lucky ones because you know like people like Brian Wilson and Sid Barrett kind of ended up messing themselves up a little bit. Yeah.
1: It can it, it I'm sure it it can mess people up um, if you're not in the right head, if you want to call it that. Um, but for me. It was like a a weekend enjoyment um, and sex on it was just magnified so wonderfully glorious. I even went to Disneyland tripping my brains out. Wow. <laughs> if you can imagine going to Disneyland and uh, just getting lost in all these whoa things, you know that Disneyland has to offer. Uh, but I would do that like on the weekends. Never had a bad trip, ever.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Like, oh yeah, like I also read your article that you did for like, what was it? Like, what's this? The Riotto report, you know, like where you said the women in your life, like, you know, like like I heard it was kind of like an unwritten rule that you're not supposed to date your co-stars, but it seemed like
1: everybody did it back then um did what uh tripping acid or no i mean
2: date your co-stars like i heard that you know in the porn in- industry that you're you're not supposed to but i heard like a lot of people dated their co-stars back then in the sex industry
1: i'm sorry i'm st- i'm not understanding the question
2: <clears throat> oh i said i, I read your article on the realtor report it's called the women in
1: In my life like right okay yeah yeah i i enjoyed that i i enjoyed uh, that article um getting it all out into the open and kind of like reminded me of my past and the women in my life and and each one was uh was very special um so many have you know, passed away and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, it, it was a good thing, a catharsis in a way, for me to talk it out and to remember. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you liked the article because uh, it meant a lot to me also.
2: Yeah, have you thought about doing your own biography? You know, like a, uh, I know that a, uh, what's his name, Richard Pacheco or something, Pacheco has did his own like little thing. So, have you ever thought about writing down your memories?
1: You know, everybody wants me to do that. Everybody, I, I, they they keep saying you've got to write it all down. You've got to do this, and I I kind of started, uh, but. I got to a certain point in my own life where it was kind of painful and uh, for me to even admit or talk about basically my drug days. And um, I stopped and so I I just, I couldn't continue. But um, yeah, Uh, Richard Pacheco, uh, I think a few others have, have written down their memoirs and stuff like that. In fact, uh, uh, I guess uh, Linda Alexander is an authoress who wrote a, a, a book about me, um, which actually is pretty informative in a way, because she followed me around for a year, and uh, and she, uh, she wrote uh, all her experiences. uh, And I found it kind of funny uh, when she followed me around on one of my shoots as a director. I, I loved producing and directing my my own movies. Um, more so than acting, actually. I, I got a kick out of it all. Uh, and, and she followed me around in one of my films that I was producing and directing. And um, she was blown away by the dildo factory. <laughs> I took her to the uh, Doc Johnson's where they make you know uh, dildos and stuff like that. And, and she was totally blown away at that. And it's funny to read her descriptions of how she felt when she did this. But anyway, I have, I have a copy of that book.
0: Do you still know anyone in the adult industry today or do you participate in it? Um,
1: <clears throat> we don't really stay in touch that much. I, I really can't think of anyone at this particular time Uh, Other than, um, well, Jane Hamilton and I have communicated a bit, Uh, uh, a couple of others, I guess, on Facebook, and uh, it's nice, it's nice to talk about the, the good old days because they really were the golden age, the golden age of adult films was the most incredible experience I think that I I have ever had. It took me all around the world. It took me into Europe and Sweden and and Germany and Africa. I I got to see the great pyramids, uh, riding a galloping camel in a blinding sandstorm. All these experiences, you know, that that I've had because of my industry. And uh, yeah, it, it it was just really fun. Um, it's sounds, you know like great,
2: you know like you are a part of a history basically, even though you probably didn't know it at the time.
1: I didn't know it at the time, but yes, I, I totally agree because uh, like I said, uh, America was was finally uh, opening up to to or catching up, I should say, to the rest of the world. Um, Because whenever I'd shoot in France or or Germany and Sweden especially, whenever I'd shoot in Sweden, oh, I got a story to tell you this. I stayed at the Hotel Mornington. And in fact, I think it's still there in Stockholm. And it was uh, owned and run by women. And uh, I thought that was really cute and clever uh, to, to, you know, but whenever I would come off of shooting that particular day, and I would come back to my hotel, and uh, the night clerk, a woman, of course, would say to me, oh, how are you doing, Eric? Did you get it up today? <laughs> and I would say, oh, yeah, we did good. <laughs> but the Swedes were so wonderful and, and just uh, Shooting in Germany and shooting in, the, well, like I said, I I, I rode a galloping camel uh, next to the, the the Great Pyramid in Egypt before it became a tourist attraction. Uh, but things like that that I did, I would never have a chance to do that if it hadn't been my business.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Um, what, what do you think about the porn industry today? You know, like, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's like, on the one hand, like, you know, like, a lot of the stuff is cheaply made, but on the other hand, it's like women with OnlyFans have probably a lot more power than they did back in the day. Well.
1: it's. It's hard to talk about the business today because it, it has changed so much. I think what what has happened is that we've kind of gone backward in time, back to what loops used to be like. Only now they're on high def video and everything like that. Uh, so, but it's it's basically the same thing. The old days, the, the golden age, I like to call it. Well, that's what it is called. of When they would have fooling features, um, uh, those were the, the, the best times of my life anyway, because you would get together with cast and crew and, and we would have a goal in mind to produce a very good product. Uh, nowadays, it's it's just kind of like the, the way the you the loops used to be, where you would film sex a sex scene, and it would be in high def, where you could count every pubic hair or whatever. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm a kind of afraid to check it out these days, but um, I, I like I like the golden age uh, where the where the films were classy and they had uh, they had good actors, good cinematography, in fact a lot of the people on the cast and crew of my films uh, moved on into mainstream and became well-known names. I can't mention those names, but I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Um, and they got their they got their knowledge and and their uh the beginnings of their own career in the adult film industry and then they moved on which uh, i think that's a cool thing too quite proud of them
2: yeah you know the thing i like about classic porn is like they've been there didn't seem to be like so much plastic surgery back then that there is now. I mean, of course, you know, some women had surgery like candy samples, but, you know, like she was kind of like the exception. Most women were still kind of natural or average looking, you know, they weren't like super they weren't doing, going overboard with the makeup and the implants and everything else like they are now.
1: I don't know if they have makeup artists now do they, like on a shoot where you go and they, they do your hair, they do the makeup, they do, uh, they're do they really good at what they do. Um, but back then, back in the, the features that I was in, um, they'd have a 30 person crew, lighting, camera, camera department, uh, makeup department, costume, department you know i mean this was big big budget uh, good stuff i don't know if they even have stuff like that anymore or why would they you know because it's already been done anyway but um i always had it it was always enjoyable for me to sit in a makeup chair and and just get pampered uh you know i mean for a guy that's kind of cool they even made up the men too back then
0: i like the aesthetics of some vintage pornography um i came across an old uh gay porno film called these Vases are loaded and i'm not gay myself but just watching it and kind of hearing this synthy kind of soundtrack and must be the film or the graininess of it gives you this kind of out of touch feel where You know, this was made decades ago, and I'm not so sure if the eroticism leaves up today, leads up today, or you kind of look back at it with nostalgic charm or something like that. Do you think people still find the old pornography erotic, or has it kind of has this niche place where it's like vintage horror films or something? Like, wow, there's just naked people from the 70s in here or something.
1: Funny you should say that because uh, I think there 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 comes a a point where you lose the eroticism if it's just too crystal clear uh, if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, like the high def that they have nowadays, and and it, it just we first of all. As a director myself, I talked to a lot of women uh, about what they thought was erotic, and I I I got it all. Um, I don't know if you have ever seen one of my own productions, but uh, uh, I tried to make things uh, erotic in a different way. I, I learned from women that they like a tease, and so I called it the tease where uh, I wouldn't just jump right in to you know, wham bam thank you ma'am. Uh, I would I would always build up to my to my uh, erotic scenes uh, slowly, and so I, I learned that technique. Um, I think. I had I had three of my favorite movies Mirage and uh, uh, Memoirs of a Chambermaid I think was my was my final one uh, which I think is well I'll pat myself on the back one of the best uh, couples movies I think that I've ever done anyway. Um, but anyway, I enjoyed, uh, I listened to the, to the women, I listened to what they had to say and what they found was uh, sexual. And so I, uh, I put that into my movies. I would, instead of just jumping right into some like extreme close ups, I would do the tease.
2: Yeah, I want like to ask, like, why do you think so many porn movies have like bad editing, or you know, the acting is kind of not that great?
1: Well, I loved editing. First of all, I learned editing on a CMX system years and years and years ago, uh, and then I went to Final Cut Pro. I, I'm sure that technicians know what i'm talking about back then anyway that uh editing is just as important as uh, shooting you pick and choose uh, certain shots and everything like that 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 you know make it erotic the way the way that you cut it the way you put it together i loved it but um I'm sorry, I kind of got lost in the editing thing. What was your question?
2: Oh, what was he saying? Oh, I said, why do you think some porn movies have bad editing and bad acting? That's what I said, yeah. I I couldn't quite hear you. What? Uh, I said, why do you think some porn movies have bad editing and bad uh, acting?
1: Well... um... The bad acting situation is because back in my day, most of the people, the talent in in the industry, were trained actors. Uh, I mean, I was under a scholarship to to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, paid for by ABC TV. Jane Hamilton was, was a wonderful trained actress. Um, Veronica Hart is her stage name. Um, all of these people, or at least most of them, had uh, formal training at, at uh, various acting schools or what have you. And that made a big difference. I mean, you can see the difference in, in when you see somebody on screen uh the one thing that I that I learned and you're, you're gonna get a kick out of this because uh, the very first film that I saw myself in uh, I think was fringe benefits. Um, uh, I'm not sure but anyway it, it played in uh, in a big theater, a 35 millimeter film and it played on the like a 30 foot screen, big thing, an opening that, oh, it was Firestorm, sorry, Firestorm. And I was sitting in the, we had a big opening uh, where we did, Kay Parker and I did handprints in the cement in Hollywood, right there in Hollywood. Uh, they're still there too, by the way, our, our handprints and cement. And um, we had this big opening and I sat there in the audience. I had never seen myself on a 30-foot screen before. And it was like embarrassing, like your, your, your tool is like, you know, 20 feet long or something up there on the screen. And I started to shrink down in my chair <laughs> like that. But uh, those were the good old days. Uh, the, the, they would have openings Uh, and uh, on that particular opening Kay Parker and I put our handprints and and, uh, I think I put my footprints too uh, in the cement um, on Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood just uh, um, west of La Brea I believe it is or east of La Brea one or the other anyway it's still there Those are the good old days, golden age. Feels like
0: today, from my observations, that with Pornhub, X-Videos, whatever mirror site you have, today's pornography is such high quality and eroticism that you may even find films from like a decade or 20 years ago from, you know, uh, most actresses today, I guess, retire or just don't even do porn until much later. And so some of the new pornography that comes out actually just stays on the internet because of the internet's nature of just holding up data and so you end up people watching reruns of films that happened back in 2002 filmed from bang bros or reality kings or something and so that means that there's kind of generational splits in uh, pornography do you think right now that pornography is now like reached an end to eroticism. In other words, that there are kind of just, it's just one er um, erotic vision after another, and there's nothing really interesting or beautiful happening. And it's kind of now uh, stagnant. Or are there some kind of more insidious influences happening right now?
1: Well, I haven't really seen anything nowadays. I enjoy watching the old-time movies that I was in, uh, simply because I think they're more erotic. There comes a point when, if if you shoot something um, where there's there's no tease, like. Again, we talk about the T's. If you shoot something just bam, there it is. Uh, <clears throat> somehow it loses uh, the eroticism, I think. and uh, I don't know. I, I haven't really seen anything these days but I can I can kind of gather what it's uh, what it must be like.. Um, m- but um, yeah, there, there there just comes a point when. Uh, well, if if you go if you go way back, if you go back into the into the well, it's late fifties or so, early sixties. If you go back then, and you watch, um, for example, Joe Sarno, Joe Sarno and Peggy were some of my favorite friends and one of my favorite directors he uh, agreed with that uh, philosophy also where if you show too much then it's no longer erotic so um whenever he would shoot he would for example just Maybe brush by a particular close-up or something instead of just hanging in there and showing it all. Maybe just brush by it. Which, oops! Wow! 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 You know that was more erotic to to see than just staying on it, hanging there for half an hour. And maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but. Um, You know, I'm from the old school and uh, I enjoyed being from the old school.
0: We're close to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Do you, is there anything else you'd like to share, Eric, about your future projects?
1: I don't really have any future products, projects. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Um, No. um, you know, I'm, I'm retired. I'm pushing 80 at this point. And, uh, you know, I, f- I feel pretty darn good. Uh, I live in the mountains. I got lots of fresh air. I go out and I hike in the mountains and everything like that. And I'm, I'm having a blast. And I have a collection of my movies that people have sent to me. I probably got like 600 films in my closet back there. And uh, it's nice to remember the good old days.
0: Cartrell, is there any final questions you'd like to ask?
2: Um, Oh yeah, where'd you get that
1: cool shirt? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think I got it at Target. (laughs) Really, I
2: thought you would have got it from like Hawaii on vacation or something. It, it looks like a Hawaii shirt,
1: doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I had a bad experience with John Derrick and Bo out in Hawaii. I'm sure you've read about that. Oh, yeah. Love You was the name of the movie.
2: Well, at least you got a free vacation out of it.
1: Hey, free trip too. I always liked going on location. Going on location was like uh, just a blast. I mean, you know, you, you get to travel the world, like I said, on a galloping camel on a next to the Great Pyramid. Um, I, got, I got thrown, did I tell you that? I, it, it, damn camel threw me off. Uh, I got... I landed in the sand. I lost both of my contact lenses that particular day. But all these experiences, you know, when you, when you go on a film shoot, I, I really miss them.
0: Eric, thank, thank you so much for being on. And thank you, Karchell Payne, as well.
2: Uh, okay, thank you.
0: This is podcast was sponsored by www.pilleater.com, youtube.com slash Pilleater, and as well com. Thank you.